Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Proverbs 5, verse 1. My son, be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion, and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path to Sheol, or the grave. She does not ponder the path of life, her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless, lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go into the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you groan when your flesh and body are consumed, and you say, How I hated discipline, and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers, or incline my ear to instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. As a loving deer, as a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman? and embrace the bosom of an adulteress. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of knowledge, and because his great folly, he is led astray. It starts out, My son, be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion, and your lips may guard knowledge. And it ends with, For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he's led astray. Sandwiched between these two statements, a plea from a father for a son to do what is right, and then a warning that God is watching. And in this chapter, as in chapters 6 and 7, speaking of adultery, you're not going to see the judgment of God. What you're going to see is the inevitable consequences of sin. There's a big difference. God's judgment is one thing. He judges when he determines it's appropriate, but the consequences for our actions, that's on us. In societies all over the the world, especially ours, just simply look at people who have fallen into this trap and go, yeah, that's obvious. People hate discipline. Their hearts despise reproof. They do not listen to the voice of their teachers or incline their ears to their instructors. Marriage is honorable above all things, and the marriage bed undefiled. And yet, in our culture, people despise marriage. It's become one of those things that people who get married soon despise their marriage. People who don't want to get married despise marriage, so they don't get married. They just live together, have kids together, and then, you know, okay, this is it. There's no real commitment there. There's no real covenant between a man and his wife and God. Very few people follow the model of a godly marriage. That is where the man is subject to God to be a leader who is right with God. That means he is correct in his leadership, and that includes things like love and compassion. It's not just providing for and protecting. It is guarding the hearts and minds of your family. 
your children are watching and they're seeing what is taking place in the home. And it's no wonder that many people, their kids, they grow up, they're like, ain't no way I'm getting married. All I do is fight, they argue, they hate each other, and you know why they're married. This is even true in the church, that very few people have a really good, solid marriage. Because you don't get that for free. You have to earn that at the beginning with the right understanding. And there's repentance that needs to happen, and God restores. That's what he did in my marriage. We were married almost nine years before we became believers. And that was nine years of doing things in the flesh, trying to do it right, but screwing up a lot of stuff, saying a lot of things, you know, that were hurtful that I'm like, yeah, whatever, get over it, that kind of attitude. I had to back off and go, oh, shoot, what am I doing? And God's convicting me as I'm reading the scriptures, as I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, as he is guiding me, as he's correcting me. And how easy is it to stray, especially when you have a culture that glorifies perversion? We are a sick, filthy society, and we're reaping the consequences of it. But the good news is the good news, the gospel. You do things God's way, and you can expect things. You want to be blessed? You want to have a good family? You want to do all these things? Follow Jesus. Follow him wherever he leads you, and reject those thoughts and actions like they're outlining here. Do not be enraptured by another woman. In Proverbs 6, verse 25, it says, Do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. In other words, don't fantasize about how beautiful she is. We have to reject that. We have to resist that, because our flesh wants to do that. And you're not alone if you're one of these guys that looks at a woman, and the next three or four days you can't get her out of your mind. That's something that happens to a lot of men. But you lay that down at the cross, and you say, Jesus, here it is. This is a temptation, and no temptation has overcome me except what is common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear. And when I am tempted, he will provide a means of escape that I may stand under it. Proverbs 6.27, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. None who touch her will go unpunished. Verse 32, he who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, and he will refuse, though you multiply gifts. So you're getting busy with somebody's wife, the husband finds out, guess what? There's nothing you're going to do to make that go away. That man is going to hate you forever. Even though you're trying to make up, yeah, it's cool. No. And the crazy thing is, God, right here, he doesn't give you any indication he's going to come to your rescue. Like, you earned that, man. You know, I'll protect you, maybe, but you may end up dead. And you've repented, you know, good, you're going to be in heaven because you're a believer and you did repent and learn from this. But you know what? I may not stop him from killing you. You've got to realize that about God. There are things that we do that God's like, okay, you know, you have salvation through faith. I love you. But you are incredibly stupid, and so I'm going to allow you to die so I can take you to heaven and be done. So be careful with what you're doing, and don't think that God's going to bail you out of everything. You know, you reap what you sow. Proverbs 7, verse 6. For at the window of my house I looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking a road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. When with a bold face she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. 
I have spread my couch with coverings, covered linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, alloys, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At the full moon, he will come home. In other words, he ain't coming home anytime soon. With seductive speech, she persuades him, and her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierced its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. He does not know that it will cost him his life. And, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to my words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, or the grave, going down to the chambers of death. That's adultery. That's where it goes. There's grace and mercy always with the Lord, but it's a lot better not to go down that road than it is to try to go down that road and and get mercy and grace later. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your marriage strong. Communicate with your spouse. Love your spouse, love Jesus, and be blessed. Thank you.